Great pass from Diamantidis. The lob is done! There we go, 40 minutes to a title. David Blue to three. On the mark, David Blue! Wow. Now Spinelli's driving inside. Look for the alley! EuroLeague Sweet 16, exactly what you need. As ever, we are up on SoundCloud and we are, of course, uh, on wherever you get good podcasts. So be sure to search for EuroLeague Sweet 16 to subscribe and get the episodes as soon as they drop. Hello and welcome to EuroLeague Sweet 16, the place where EuroLeague happens, in a way. Ooh. With me, as usual, the lovely Mr. Dave. David, hi, and how you doing? Good, good. Good to be Good to be back. Good, uh, looking forward to uh, figuring out where we aired in our in our judgments calls, what we thought in our predictions, um, and uh, but I I I think uh, I think what we could say is, uh, and then there was one times two. So which which surprises you more that after only five games, uh, with one double rounder that we have only one undefeated team or that we that we that we have only one uh winless team um actually what surprised me the most is that i i would say the identity of the team that has yet to win a game more than anything that is the surprise for me because if you were to tell me listen you know fenner Coach Tudis, you know, going 5-0, and I would say, listen, they're a new team, so it can go either way. But 5-0 and would definitely not surprise me, especially when you looked at their uh, game schedule. But Byron going 0-5, like, for the love of God, you had other teams that are not supposed to, to start off with, like, you know, that actually managed to get a win. <laughs> and, and, you know, they're not called Byron Munich. So, yeah, yeah. And three of those games at home. Three of those games at home and – yeah, something there is. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, I think they will eventually turn the corner. Yeah, because uh, it's I'm, a tricky. I'm actually pretty confident in that. You know, last week, one thing that I forgot to actually mention last week was, you know, I mentioned last week that that Winston and, and Gillespie are both, you know, new to European basketball in, in general, EuroLeague in specific. Mm-hmm. Um but they also uh, finally got their first games from Elias Harris and um, and Isaac Bunga, um, who are major, major, major additions to that team. Granted, a little bit more in the in the German league because obviously they have German passports and stuff. But they will be very important players for that team, and um, and I think more. Bunga because he has to kind of figure out how to play. He's I I think he's a he's an international uh an international rookie who's had time with the NBA, you know, because be, before he left, um, you know, he didn't really play at a very high level. So he's gonna have to, you know, have a little bit of growing pains. Um, but but uh so yeah, but I agree, you know, I mean you you would have said, you know, Svezda or Zagiris, God forbid. Zagiris, you know. You know what? I want to dive deeper into it, but first we got to go and do that thing that we do, we used to do, and we only did it once. It is time for Emmett's second cameo appearance. 
Uh, and it is time for the most inaccurately named segment in all of sports entertainment today. It is time for the four-minute warning. Four minutes to get through all the action that just happened in EuroLeague. It's the four-minute warning. So, Dave, I mean, you, you, you know, I brought up Byron. You kind of elaborated on it. But can we say that, as Aris used to say, that they are victims of their own success, in a manner of speaking? I mean, think it over. If, when you think it over, you have their sports director, Mr. Daniela Bayesi, who is you know, who's done an amazing job over the last few years. And you look at, at and, and and you look at Coach Trinkier, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking solely on the recruitment issue here, right? So they're bringing guys on short-term deals because as of now, or, you know, till now, they're unable to, you know, to, to lock guys for long-term deals and essentially one good season and guys are getting upgraded, especially financially. And now you have to, you know, when you have a couple of those or three of those leaving the team to more money, to bigger contracts, now you have to redo that thing all over again. And sometimes, you know, it's not the most perfect of fits. And could this be the case here? Or is it just like, you know, are you going to tell me just, you know what, wait and see, give it two, three more games and Byron's going to start like, you know, whooping ass. Uh, I don't know if they're going to start whooping ass. Um, they have, you know, FS coming up and then they have, uh, um, a, a tough game against, against Alba, you know, in Berlin, um, and then, uh, against Olympiacos, you know, so, you know, the next no couple one, games are not going to be easy. No um, one, no one wants to play against Olympiacos right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, they they don't play them for another three, you know, three weeks. Yeah. You know, they don't play until you know, but but still, um, and I mean, they're gonna they'll be better. The thing you have to kind of think about, or I don't know if you fear it yet, but you're already three games behind, uh, the playoff teams. Super early, of course. Uh, but you're already three games behind the playoff teams and you've lost to uh, and you've lost to uh, Milan who's uh, among those playoff teams you've it's lost okay Barcelona, you know also okay uh, yeah and of course super super early um but no I'm you're, gonna have to, you're gonna have to turn it around in the next two three weeks because if you're down you know if you're down five six, games from the playoff teams especially knowing everybody that's in between last place or whatever 16th wherever you know and the playoffs you know it's all bunched up still um it's going to be tough and 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 you know Bayern have had to do this for many years now you know they don't really sign uh sign guys to 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 multi-year deals you know and that's something that 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 they've never really done and so you know, again, I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to hammer this home every time, but, you know, especially bringing in, you know, maybe young, exciting guys like Winston and Gillespie, but it's a totally different game than the NBA. Um, and, uh, and to, to, to be at the early level as an American and have to have high, high expectations as an American, you know, that's a tough situation for those guys to come into. I agree, but I think that what is different you know, first and foremost, in, in this version of Bayern, is that usually they manage to to bring in that, like, kind of sexy name that was a game changer in, in a lot of ways. Like, whether it was back then was Greg Monroe, 
okay, it wasn't that big of a, you know, game changer, but it's like since the era of Trinkieri, you had the guys that were brought in. That... Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. That though, uh, Harris and Bunga were definitely not cheap. I, I'm I'm not saying that they were cheap, but you know they oh. had the, the opportunities of bringing in like some proven talent and high potential. Well, not just potential, but you know you have to because because of the importance of the German league and and because of that league rule where you have six and six, you have to have really rock solid uh, German players. You lost Jedovic. Okay, he didn't play much because he was hurt. You lost um, uh, who's the Croatian big um, Radosovic. They were German players last year, um, and I mean them getting uh, Nick Weiler Bab to get a passport helps them tremendously. Um, but they, by losing Jedovic and Radosovic, um, they really and not knowing what they're going to get from Bimberg who had a really great season last year at a lower, lower level team in the, in the first division, but you don't know what you're going to get from him. You also not sure exactly what you're going to get from Zipser, you know, after everything that he went through. And so they really needed to strengthen that German um, uh, contingent, which is why you weren't able to go in. And uh, 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 what you can almost say is, you know, one of your sexy names is one of the sexier names you had last year was Corey Walden, you know, who didn't have a chance to really do much last year because he was hurt. And Othello Hunter. But Othello oh, Hunter, Hunter. I mean, Hunter is, is your sexy name. Hunter yeah, is your sexy name that you brought in. Yeah, but he's one year older. Of course. Uh, of course. Of course. So, and, uh, but then again, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Usually, like your money that you had to spend on Bunga and um and Harris because obviously all the other German teams wanted them as well you had to pay them that little bit much more you had less money to go to the American market and you had to go to you know guys without that experience and 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 again I'll definitely try not to you know hammer you know keep going at it but you know Winston and 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 Gillespie as, as talented as they are, they, they still are going to have to go through the growing pains of, 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 of this, uh, of, of this level of competition. Okay. You know, five games in, obviously they're on five. And to me, the one that shouldn't have happened was the loss to Svesda because you can live with Virtus, you know, they have, uh, um, say a deeper kind of core that's been running for a few years now. So, you know, it's like the Alba effect. Same coach, same core. I mean, yeah, additions here and there, but still, I'm not going to say that Toko is like an addition of here and there. Neither is Lundberg, but you're getting my point. Um, and you, you can live with losing to Barcelona because Barcelona is like a Final Four contender. You're not. I mean, whenever you, you divide teams into the uh, quality groups, in a way, when we're doing the power rankings, it's easier to kind of understand and have a better perception of things, in a way. I mean, listen, nothing is set in stone. That's granted. But losing, like, if you're a GM and you're coming from, if you're Barcelona, because I cannot lose to a team like Jagri's, Bayern, whatnot. Like, you know, every now and then, yes, I can throw a game. But I will not lose to teams that are at my level of quality and the one underneath it. But every now and then, you can have a game that you can lose, which is why it is yeah, great. And, and, and that's a very good point. I mean, if you're going to lose, you want to lose to Fenerbahce. You want to lose at Virtus. You want to lose against Barcelona. 
uh, you want to lose against Milan, teams that are playoff-type teams or on the road, which is okay, the only mini-saving grace that you might have with Svezda. So at least you can let those kids, you know, those young players, inexperienced players kind of go through the growing pains of, of playing those big games. And what you also, you know, you can also say, you know, an eight-point loss, a three-point loss, a nine-point loss, a two-point loss, and a six-point loss. So they've been in every game. It's not like they're being blown out, you know. And so that's why I, I just think those 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 little turnovers here and there, mental mistakes of not knowing the game, those will eventually turn around. And then you also, you get high quality when you bring in Harris um, and, and, and Bunga will also, you know, I think, like I said, I really think Bunga needs to be put in that same, you know, NBA rookie, uh, rookie, you know, uh, professional rookie uh, who played in the NBA. You know, that's, that's what uh, I would say Bunga actually should be considered. I, I can definitely see why you're saying that. And I will sum it up just with. So, but do you, okay. So do you think that the, the ship is righted if they happen to beat FS at home this week? Uh, in a way, yes, but you know, whenever, and that's something that happened to uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv in the twenty twenty one season, I think, when they had all the all all of these like narrow losses. Mm-hmm. You're getting to that point where you know it can be a mental breakdown. I'm not saying that they got broken mentally, but I am saying that if you lose enough games that you were there but not quite there, you felt like you had a chance, and Maccabi, you know, you're mentioning three point loss, six point loss. We're talking Maccabi lost games at the buzzer, like straight up at a buzzer. And that is tough. Yeah, yeah. So those are growing pains, baby. Those are growing pains. I understand. But when you have guys <laughs> who are rookies, yeah, that could yeah. turn to be like, you know, that could be devastating at the end of the day. That's like a make or break situation. And because, you know, we're talking, uh, we want to make ends meet, <laughs> you know, the first seed and the last seed. I have a legit question to you because I'm going double Turkish here. Uh, first of all, has coach Dimitris Itudis, who we highly respect, right? Uh, and we think of him extremely highly. Has he learned nothing from all his years in Cheska? Why on earth would you go in and like start off the season with five and zero? Oh? Uh, I I think I think they're just happy, you know. Yeah, that, they're that it's gelled, you know. You know, they had a, they had a, there was a piece on the, on the, the year league site, you know, with quotes saying, you know, it's, 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 you know, they're even kind of surprised themselves that it's, you know, that it's gone so well, um, you know, this quickly with so many new players. So granted, they did have somewhat of a forgiving schedule, shall I say? They've, they faced so far, I mean, the Turkish Derby, I will, it, it, that was actually, you no know one, I will leave the Turkish Derby. For last thing, uh, as the last thing I'll talk about, because when you that that was like you know someone that I I saw coming, and um, I have a lot of thoughts about this version of Anadolu Efes, but just look at the games that that like Fenner played, and out of the the perfect start that they've had so far, so they started off with a double digit win over Bayern. When you look at the differences in qualities of the ro- in, in the quality of the roster, you say it makes sense, right? Uh then they faced an entirely new Maccabi. So and at home, then it was Villarban. So you're saying there isn't really a game that you can drop really drop, you know, in a way. So the most or the the, you know, most impressive win, shall I say, was the one against the reigning back-to-back EuroLeague champs 
aiming at a three-peat where I think they are getting exposed. But, you know, hold that thought for a sec. Like I said, that's somewhat of a forgiving kind of first four games in a way that allowed them to kind of gel better. And it's still without uh, uh, Nemanja Bielica, which is always a good thing because now he can kind of get into rhythm without any pressure whatsoever, which is the complete opposite of what is happening in Virtus Bologna. But that is to me why they are 5-0. and And I was just kidding, obviously saying, has he learned nothing? It was kind of a gag, but I'm not expecting them to go like 34-0. Should they do that? I will say they are the first team to get eliminated in the playoffs. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, if you want to, you know, even put that a little bit further, you you know, Barcelona is the next game. But then if they were to win that, you know, at home against Svezda, home against Panathinaikos, you know, before having to play, you know, uh, the double rounder uh, at Monaco and Milan. So, I mean, if they if they have a if they have a if they if they beat uh, Barcelona, then there's no reason they shouldn't be five, nine, six, nine, seven, eight, no, eight, no, you know. So how great is it that this version of the EuroLeague, like you're looking, you know, you're just bringing up their next games and you're like, there isn't a single game that you can say, ah, you know, I, I, I can, you know, I, I can sit home and, and just like have a cold one and, and watch something different on TV. No, you have like game after game. It's like, oh, I want to watch this one. Oh, I want to watch this one. Oh, I want to watch this one. And it's not just for Fenner. It's like for Anadolu efforts for Barcelona for by for each and every one of these teams. It's like I was making an article about Bascon and I'm like looking at their schedule. I'm like, wait. So they have Panathinaikos, Jagris, Barcelona, Milan, and then you see like Bayern Munich, Fenner, Anadolu, and you're like, okay, I want to watch all these games. That is a good place to be in. Yeah, even your weak teams, you know, and then you you bring in exciting teams like Partizan with you know huge history and Virtus, you know. It's not, uh, you know, it's definitely major, major addition. Valencia too, you know, uh, Valencia who, you know, has been the elevator team of the EuroLeague Euro Cup for the last, what, decade and a half or something like that? I do expect them, though, to spend a lot more money. Valencia. Yeah, in a couple of years' time. I, listen, man, I would, if they, if they reach the playoffs, that really wouldn't surprise me, you know, at all, really, to be honest. I, yeah. I, 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 I kind of went into the season thinking, uh, you know, I'm not too excited. I'm not too, uh, you know, not too you know big on this team. But, uh, you know, they they uh, they are a much better team than, than I kind of uh, thought that they uh, thought that they were originally. Look, let's be honest, though. The way that the EuroLeague started this year, it's like all hell broke loose from game one. It's like yeah, you're getting you're smacked. A separation. And I mean, you know, it's going to take it's going to take another. I think it'll take a month before we have like let's you know let's say real separation right yeah but it's not just that like what do you think about valencia the reason i'm saying it is because we know that they're like you know the the, the owner of the team i'll just say that he had a a, a huge growth and in, in revenue so and, and they are building a new arena and there are talks you know that they would love probably to host a final four in in the next few years and to do that you got to spend more money because you got to lure in the top talent of the competition. And that is why, you know, you, you mentioned them as the elevator team of, of, you know, in the European landscape, in a way, between the EuroLeague and the EuroCup. And we we both know that for them to stay, like you're looking at, at Monaco, 
Why did they stay? How much money are they spending to become what they are becoming? So, and, and that's my point here. I'm not saying that, like, like, you know, spending money is a recipe for success. No, it's not. I, mean, I, never guess, was. I guess, I mean, this was Monaco as well. The reason they stayed is because they, they made the playoffs. And I think that's, you know, uh, Valencia kind of realized too, like, you know what, if we don't make the playoffs, we're, you know, going to be back in the Euro Cup next year. So, hey, guys, <laughs> you know, no, I mean, you got to yeah. I get it, but I'm I'm still not sold on them. I'm I'm not one hundred percent sold on them, but I'm I am definitely much higher on them than I were at the beginning of the year. Um, and uh, and I I didn't realize they had so much of their core still there. Uh, for whatever reason, I didn't realize that. Um, no, I I gave them like and, I think a six on on roster continuity. Yeah, and I mean Chris Jones. You know, we we talked a lot last season about what Chris Jones and Akobo did, you know, together. And you know, he's obviously playing really well. And um, I I think that um, I think that uh, I don't think he's really done that much so far this season yet. Um, yeah, Rock. Uh, you know, uh, Jonah Radabo. You know, he's there's not gonna those those numbers will go up. As I like get, him I as like he him. gets more accustomed to. Uh, this level of basketball because he was he was an MVP candidate last year in Germany um, and uh, and uh, you know for him make it make the jump to the Euroleague uh, it that's a that's a pretty big deal for him uh, and uh, so I, I, I he will definitely be better um, in in two three definitely in two three months um, but even just like you know in let's say five six weeks you know for sure you know Going from going from Ludwigsburg um, uh, to to Valencia is, is a is a is a big jump. Oh, for sure. Listen, I, and I don't yeah. think Ludwigsburg, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Ludwigsburg actually played Euro uh, uh, BCL last year. So they did. They did. Actually, they did. Did they? Did they? I guess they did because they went to the final final four. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah right. they did. But like Red Bull is for sure like one of the names like that. She said, okay, this is a name I need to follow. This is a name I need yeah. to write down. And like a lot of lists. And for justified reasons. So he is, like you said about, you know, uh, Cassius Winston and Gillespie, you know, he's a really rook. It's going to take him time. But I really want to talk. Yeah, whole... but there's a difference. I, 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 I do want to jump on you. I, mean, I do want to, 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 to push back at you on that. Winston and Gillespie are European rookies. No, not, I understand. A... I, I and, agree. That's, and that's a big difference even than just playing a couple of years in, in, in Europe. And mm -hmm. so I, I do want to push back on 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 um uh on that point. No, I mean no no argument there. But that's why I'm saying like I ex I expect him like he's still a yearly rook, but it's gonna it's supposed to take him less time to get into kind of you know than them. They're also relying less upon him uh you know and you know because you have that that established core and so i think he'll how can i say that so the responsibility that they want him to take they are not having to force it upon him like they like byron are with winston especially winston but also gillespie mm -hmm. Well, that's because you have look. you have Van Rossum at the end of games, you know, or selected points where you need, you know, an, an ejection of 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 you know of leadership. You have Prepolich, um, you know, so you have those guys already in place, and, and and you really, and I would actually say that Jones is almost in the place of uh, Jones is actually in the place of Winston, 
whereas they really want him to take over mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i mean i mean makes sense but we really got to talk another luefes i think <laughs> no i mean I, i know i've been pushing for it for quite some time now but can we agree that like really agree that like uh say akila polonara plus amat Amathambai, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, is not quite your Adrian Mormont plus Chris Singleton. I think that the later duo is, you know, better in a lot of ways. And I think that it creates, I'm not saying that like Ponara and that Mbai are not good. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that I just think that the profile of the current four position of Anadolu Efes is exposing them. They are still one of the teams to beat this year, but this is something to pay attention to. I mean, aside of the fact that they were missing another creating guy in the backcourt, which was evident, which is why they signed Isaiah Taylor. But, you know, it is what it is. You cannot overlook it. And now, if everyone wants a piece of the champ, like, you know, right after they, they, they win their first title, do you double it after they make it back-to-back? I mean, if, if they are able to do another one you're talking you know serious history um, yes but still you won't have that vibe of, of that dynasty that you had like with that dominance that we've seen at the beginning of the the early 2000s and at the end of the 80s and beginning of the 90s with Hugo Plastica obviously I'm talking about Hugo Plastica yeah yeah I mean it's it's you know it's a Uh, although I mean, you look at that backcourt, you know, especially once Larkin finally comes and plays, and and you know, if you would have to imagine that Mbai and and Polinar are are going to eventually kind of you know find their way there, um, but I agree that you know it you know it's 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 not only it's not only are these guys better or worse, but you know. You know, and and then you also have to you know think you also bring in Cezich and and Clyburn. Everybody's you know obviously trying to figure out how to play with one another. You know, which they've which they haven't had to do in the last what three years. You know, I mean that that whole team has come back so much that um, that it's going to take some time to figure out how they want to put these guys together. So. Um, is is that probably a, a very you know a key point? Yeah, I mean a, a key position that needs that is going to have to be stable for this team. Yeah, for sure because it's has the the least amount of return back. You know, look, I, I understand and agree and, and get what you're saying about them having to kind of get guys into rhythm. But you brought up Ante Zizic, and Ante was an addition not a replacement. He did not come instead of someone who left. There are five positions. They still have Dunstan, who's obviously one year older. They still have Tibor Place, who's also one year older. But it's kind of the same five position. It's the same three position. And you can say that it is a very reinforced three position with Clyburn being able to play three and a four. Now, to me, the new four position of Anadolu Efes I'm not saying better or worse. I'm saying it's different. And different could make all the difference in the world sometimes. Because they're getting different things from said players. Like Singleton, you knew that he, he was also, you know, that tough guy 
that kind of, you know, played hard on defense. And it's like you just look at the profile of the current four position, and I'm not sure that, at least as of now, and I'm not saying that it will not get better because it will get better, but I'm, you know, I still have my doubts regarding regarding that position. Do they have the talent there? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, you know, they got a talent. They got crazy talent on this roster. And, yes, they needed time to kind of, you know, get in sync and whatnot. But could it just be that the, diff that the changes that they've made this time are just maybe a bit too much in a way? I, I mean, I think we need to we need to have Larkin back and to see how they play with him. And and I mean, you're also you're also trying to figure out how you know all the guys that come in. You're also having to figure out how to replace you know uh, Simon Anderson. You know these guys are you know veteran leaders who knew exactly when they kind of needed to come in and do certain things and everything else. And so uh, I think I think it's just I think it's very much like a team uh, where you would say. All right, we have um, you know, we made some changes, you know, like uh, Maccabi, you know, we 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 made five, six changes in key key spots, you know, whatever, however number you want to say. And, you know, we have to kind of give them a little bit of time um to 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 gel a little bit. Uh, the difference with FS is there's the, the expectations of 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 the double reigning champs and everything else. Um so but I, you know, I think at the at the, I I definitely have to wait until Larkin comes back to see how they kind of play together because that is they don't have a chance if that if Larkin doesn't play. You know, I get what you say about Larkin and and obviously when you had you know when Larkin and Misich became or Mitic became the one of the best one to punch in the Euroleague, and now obviously they're kind of separate because of, of Larkin's injury. It means it means the world. And now, in addition, you have to kind of incorporate like another guard into that system, which make things a bit more complicated. But, you know, FS showed great strides and, and great runs in, in the last couple of years when they kind of started a bit shaky. So this is why, like, I'm not pushing any panic button, at least like, you know, the 20th round, if I see them like, you know, with 15th and whatnot, or losing games were still kind of squeaky, because then you're going to have probably what is expected to be uh, uh, an even stronger Olympiacos and even more resilient and more connected Monaco, unless, you know, uh, something happens. A more connected Maccabi, Milan, Virtus. It's like you have a lot of teams this year that are just waiting to get their, you know, their pound of flesh. Uh, so. All right. So, so let's say, okay, they're at Bayern, at Bayern, at Real, home Barcelona, and then double round is uh, the Italy uh, at Milan at Virtus. And then, okay, let's, let's add, let's add Olympiaco. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six. You're playing Barcelona, Real Madrid, Olympiacos, the Italy trip plus, um, plus at Bayern. They're two and three right now. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, they're two and five. They're two and three right now. On on December second, after eleven, two and three. After eleven games, what? Where? Where do you think they need to be? You said that you know you're not 
pushing the panic button, where would you panic? If there are three and eight, I would say, okay, it's time. I'm getting a bit sweaty. Three and eight. Wow. Okay. So you're saying even one of those five games, they only win one of those next five. No, I'm saying if they end up only winning one. Yeah. Or and none. And, and, and I'll, then, I'll, I'll start sweating. But but not a whole lot. Just like, you know, that spot on, on your forehead where you're like, yeah. So not, not more than that. Still. Because at, at three and eight, you're only sweating just barely. You're yeah. Only, I, I might I might actually be a little bit you know mm -hmm. uh, how how uh, you know I, I really don't know about how, like when is Larkin due to you know maybe get get close to being back? I mean you know before the season started they said like what five six weeks but now they're signing another guard. And... That's kind of indicatory, you know, right? Indicative, you know, that they that they signed a, another guard, you know. But yeah, look, kudos to them. They managed like you know. Do you remember the injury of Brian Dunstan? Like he barely played. Like what? He missed like I think over a month and a half of action, and it's like everyone were kind of chilled about it. You know, it was so it's it's like yeah, it, it's very much FS, but you know it is what it is. Uh, I mean, very much FS meaning they are. It's very much of them to miss key guys and and go on and like beat the living crap out of out of teams in the competition. That's like what I mean when I'm saying very efforts of them. So it's like, that's, you know, why I'm not sweating it. And it's kind of misleading in a way because we've seen them handle themselves in similar situations in the past. So we, you know, you might get too comfortable with it saying, I know they'll be okay. They're efforts. But what happens when the day comes and you're like, okay, they're not the same efforts. You know what I mean? Well, they're not the same FS, you know, they lost a lot, you know, and that's, and so, yeah. Uh. So, okay, there is a game I want to save for last, uh, but first of all, Etocoles Virtus Bologna go to Madrid and they win. Now, I have to ask you, are you missing Coach Lasso? I, that's yes for sure i mean <laughs> but I, I mean that i don't i think your question is more you know well go ahead and ask your question i mean of course everybody misses him and everybody hopes that you know that you know we're, he, we're not wishing for anyone to get fired but we we do want to see you know coach lasso in the competition that's my point that's my point um but as for madrid this is not a game you want to drop this is definitely not a game you want to drop uh, because you don't you do not want to drop a game at home. You do not want to drop a game against Virtus, which is considered to be a team that, you know, they want to win it all. It's not like, you know, they want to be Olympiacos. They want to be Milan. They want to be Monaco. They want to be like all these teams that were the juggernauts of last year's competition. I'm not talking about the injured Milan coming to the series against the Efes. You're talking Real Madrid, though, not talking Virtus, right? No, no, I am talking Virtus. Like, Virtus, oh, they want to be all that. Yeah. They yeah. want to be the Real Madrid of last year. Ergo, Real Madrid should not be losing <laughs> to Virtus Bologna, especially not at home. That might send the wrong message. Yeah, I mean, I don't... <laughs> 
this was the surprise of the of the week, you know. Hands down. This was really this was really the only surprise of the week, you know. Okay, I think we, you know, said before, whatever the the amount of points that that Pasconia lost to uh what as well. Killer Bond, yeah, yeah. 26. That that like yeah, the so, point differential itself. That was point differential, but actually that that Villa that uh, that Villa Bond went at home. No, that's not really that's that that you know that 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 big of a surprise. But you know, uh, Virtus uh, Virtus winning in Real, you know, even though we can you know, you were kind of talking about you know, hey, how how susceptible is this is this Real Madrid team and everything else? So, I mean, I guess I guess we kind of still have we still have those questions to 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 ask and and have answered. You know, I mean, uh, is you you have to. You know, I I I think um, you know with the way I'm thinking now, Real Madrid is you know it's a great team, and great team and great teams will lose games that they you know a couple of games here and there that they maybe shouldn't lose, um, but you know they'll be in they'll be in the playoffs, um, and you know they'll probably go four games at least. You know maybe they depending on the how what the matchup looks like. Um, you know, but it, it's not like to, to me, this is how I see them. It's not like the super juggernaut, you know, you, you have, you know, you, you have, you have wonderful pieces and, and can they win the title? Of course. Would it, would it be a surprise if they do? Of course not. Would it be a surprise if they don't? Of course not. And, you know, I, I don't think that to me, this is not like the Real Madrid juggernaut uh, that it's been in the past. Also, also because of coach, I mean, you, you never, whenever coach legend, you know, kind of, you know, you know, is, you know, leaves, you always have, you know, sort of, uh, a, a, and a legend doesn't come in, which you kind of also have to add, you know, it's different if, if they add like, you know, Scariola or who, you know, some legend comes in or Aito or whoever, you know, it's like wherever if some legend comes in to, 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 you know, fill that spot, but you have a, you know, a guy like Mateo, you know, who's, who's, you know, unproven, and, you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, been there, but, you know, this is now his ship to lead. And so that's, I mean, I don't know. Does that make sense? It does. It does. But here's the thing. When I'm saying you don't want to lose, right? I'm saying, like, when you look at Monaco Olympiacos, for example, it's a matchup that went, all, you know, went the distance last year. It did. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you're Olympiacos, you do not want to lose to Monaco, which they did. You do not want to lose to Monaco while playing at home, again, which they did. But it won't really surprise you if it happens. Like, we, we picked Olympiacos to win. But, you know, everything that has a beginning must have an end. Yes, I just quoted the Matrix for the, I don't know, like one million time, whatever. Um, and that was to Olympiacos's uh, uh, four-game winning streak. But also, if you lose at home uh, on the road, you do not want to get your ass whooped the way Milan did against Barcelona. Like that went completely under the radar. 74-56. That's like an 18-point loss to Barcelona. Now, if you're Jalgiris, you're Zvezda, if you're, you know, even Partizan, maybe even, I don't know what, Basconia, not even, you know, not even Basconia, but when you're Milan and you're coming to the Palau Balagran, you do not want to get your ass whooped like that. Because that's a win that sends a message. That's a type of win that resonates, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the thing I would say to to to, to Milan is 
I think that they're going to have, um, I think that they might have a couple of games like this where they lose pretty bad because they don't have, a, you know, a lot of scoring options. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, you, you have to think, okay, say it out loud, Milan. Okay. If you're Milan, you say, we hold Barcelona to 74 points at home. Okay. We have a pretty good chance. But Milan is also a team that could score fifty six points in a game. You know that's the, that's the thing. That's know? not good. Yeah, I, I it's it's not you know it's not the defense that's going to lose games for them. It's the offense, in my opinion. That's where you know the defense is going to have to keep the defense is going to have to keep the offense in the game. Yeah, right. Is that right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. In a manner of speaking. And and I mean okay so so what. Uh, you know, and, and Barcelona, Barcelona only shot, you know, 14% from three-point range, you know, they, and, you know, okay, they shot 66%, uh, you know, but uh, turnovers, oh, yeah. 11 turnovers, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's you know, they, the defense did not do bad holding, uh, holding uh, Barcelona to 74 points, but, you know. So are, are you saying that we've had cheese with a higher percentage of fat than what they shot from the uh nope nope i'm not saying that but you could say it sure no i'm, I'm, I'm not saying it I, I was just asking i was wondering uh but you know nah seriously though barcelona are not gonna shoot 40 14 each night come on let's be honest about it so and, and still milan 56 points it sounds so surreal that you're like wait did that really happen or was that yet another glitch in the matrix um uh, I, i promise last like you know reference into that movie uh but you know it's time we really got to do the thing that we fear the most each and every week and that is no yeah the most bald and wrong predictions so let's try to get it even worse this week uh do we, do we know how we did last week uh i i really we had all we had all the same right no i i think that i got i got you like on the uh zvezda Byron game, I think. Did you take Svesda? I think so. I think so. I really okay. need to check it. I, okay. Okay. But okay. let's do it. It's a 5-4 split with uh, the week starting on Thursday going Basconia hosting Maccabi, Bayern hosting Anadolu FS, Milan versus Madrid in a... It is a juggernaut. You know, at least it's a juggernaut encounter, but at least on paper. Panathinaikos versus Partizan. It's the return of the great Zoc to Oaxaca. And then November 4th, we have Jagris Alba Berlin. We have Olympiacos hosting Valencia. We have Barcelona versus Fener, Virtus Bologna, Villarban, and Monaco versus Festa. So give me your two games to watch and please tell me why is it Basconi Maccabi on Thursday and then your picks. Actually, that is probably the game I will. I would most be looking forward to watching. Uh, I'll actually be doing Bayern FS, but uh, I, I think that's actually the game that kind of fascinates me the most um, to, to kind of see if Basconia bounces back, uh, what Maccabi can do. Um, and then the other, the other game, uh, I, I think, I think it's probably, Ah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go I'll go Barcelona Fenerbahce, but actually I, the close second would be Olympiacos Valencia to actually see if Valencia is 
you know, as, as, you know, as solid as I, you know, kind of think they might not be, even though I didn't say it at the beginning. So picks, um, I, uh, I think, I think Maccabi will, will, will get the whole, the road victory FS. I think, I think Bayern are still, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, they're going to eat Winston up, you know, they're going to eat, eat him up and spit him out. I think Real Madrid will win that that game in in Milan. I think they're going to bounce back. Parties and I and I actually I think parties on even though Panathinaikos have gotten Walters back, which I think will make them better. I think parties on kind of riding a little high. They're such an energy. They're such an energy team, you know, mm -hmm. from having that parties on crowd that that Panathinaikos crowd rooting against them will actually energize them. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna actually go uh, uh go partisan. Um and uh Oliver Berlin uh, disappointing this past week that they uh that they that they that they lost. Um one thing that we haven't mentioned with Oliver Berlin is that they seriously miss Mauro Lowe. Um they played Delo and they actually played two 18-year-old point guards as well with Makovsky and uh, Rakip. They each, those other two kids, 18 year olds actually played four minutes plus um, at least four minutes in that, in that game. Uh, so they really, really miss Lowe. They really need to have him back. Um, so I don't know if he's going to be back. I'm, I'm going to kind of hedge it and I'll say if Lowe plays, can I do this? If Lowe plays, I pick Alba. If he doesn't play, I'll go with actually Shagiris. I say Olympiacos. Emmett's ruling not allowed. You got. It's not allowed. Ruling. Seriously. Yeah, Emmett's that's Emmett's ruling. Sorry. You know, you know, and throughout the the seventh. Okay, because he has Sorry, yet man. to. Yeah. Give me, give me just give me just one second. I don't think he played over the weekend. But and so, but I'll definitely say Olympiacos. Um, I am going to say. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, for a bunch in Barcelona. Mm, nice. Um, you know, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go for a bunch in that. I, I really don't even, I don't really can't even say why, but I think I will. Um, a guy that we haven't talked about, but I was so excited to actually finally see play this season was as well as uh, one of their big acquisitions was Parker Jackson Cartwright, mm -hmm. uh, who was the MVP in, in Germany um, last season, played a couple minutes. And they, you know, we got to see a little bit of Eve Pons kind of step up. And he's like, it just pure adrenaline watching that guy play. It's just so much fun. Uh, but I still think Virtus is going to win. And then uh, Monaco. So, and then uh, uh, one second. Okay, Lowe did not play. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Shagrins. So you're saying that Alba's on the low. I was on low without low. Yeah. Uh, Let's see what you okay. do. Yeah, so, you know, every now and then. So, so uh, Maccabi, FS, Real Madrid, parties. Oh, man, four road wins. That's not going to happen, is it? Uh, and then <laughs> Chagiris, Chagiris, Olympiacos, Fenerbahce, Virtus, and, and, uh, and Monaco. I'll be watching Maccabi Basconia game on Thursday. First of all, it is uh, it, it is a four-five split. That's on me. That's my bet. But I will be watching Maccabi Basconia or Basconia Maccabi because it is the one. It is 
the beginning of it all. And what do I mean, you ask? If you what look, do you mean? Yes. So when you look at the schedule, you know that the real deal begins now, after this game. Maccabi are coming 4-1. and one. Basconi are 3-2, right? If Maccabi wins, they get a, a, you know, they get somewhat of a separation, a much-needed one, because their next four games, they have two games in Serbia against Vesda and Partizan. They have Barcelona and Olympiacos, not in that order, of course. But these are extremely difficult four games. So if they don't create that separation, if they don't get that win, you know, and for Basconia, well, you know, it's not going to be a very easy life to them as well. Because when you look at their next four games, uh, they're going to have Panathinaikos on the road, then Monaco, Jalgiris, and Barcelona. That's not easy. That's not easy at all. So this has to be the game that will be the beginning of it all for them, of course. And the rest of the games, obviously, I will be watching. Um, well, you know, it's easy. It's it's Barcelona and Fenner. As for my picks, I am picking, like you, Maccabi. I am taking Anadolu Efes, Madrid. But I am going Panathinaikos because, first of all, if there's anything that I've gotten from, you know, watching the Maccabi Panathinaikos game is that, you know what, Panathinaikos, actually, they need, they needed Dwayne Bacon. They need another guy. It's not Dwayne Bacon, but they need him. And another week of, of you know, getting into rhythm from Nate Walters might be all, might make all the difference in the world. And it, it is still Oaka. So, uh, this is like where you and I are kind of different. It, it definitely wouldn't be a surprise. I, I was I was surprised uh, that Svezda beat Bayern, mm -hmm. uh, but I wouldn't be I would not at all be surprised if, if Panathinaikos beat Partizan. So I will be taking uh, um, Jalgiris because it's a home game and they have proven to be quite a difficult team to beat at the Jalgiri Arena. Olympiacos because now they have to react. Uh, I go, you know what? I I want to go Fenner. Uh, for the sole reason of it is Nikolaitis coming back to the Balagrena. I mean, it, there is a lot of emotions uh, over there. Uh, that's how I'm portraying it, even though there might not be. I'm just, you know, it, it's fun to say it. You know, it's fun to see someone going back to his whole team and just deliver a, a whoop ass. Also, you know, it's Jan Vesely versus his former team. And, and, you know, it's just like, it's fun. It's fun watching it. And um, so there's that. I will take Virtus and I will take Monaco. And these are my picks. And having said that, it is time to say goodbye. So, uh, Dave, would you tell us all where people can find you? Well, uh, I easiest easiest way to find me uh, is is Twitter, and that is at h h h e i i i n n n n n n e e w w s s at High News, H-E-I-N-N-E-W-S. Uh, and really, if I ever write anything, I just, I, I do tweet from there. And, and uh, I haven't been very active since the summer. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, I, you know, if you do want to follow me at all, uh, that's where you can catch my stuff. As ever, you can find uh, uh, Aris and Emmett on their uh, social media platforms. Emmett, obviously, it's a, uh, the various ones of Bond Europe. With Aris, it's it at AR Marcus or the various Ear Hoops social media platforms. As for myself at Moses B1 on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow uh, also at I am Team Scout and at EL Split 16 Show. And that is pretty much it. So 
Till next time. Great pass from Diomedidis. The lob is done. Here we go. 40 minutes to a title. David Blue for three. On the mark, David Blue. Now Spinelli drives inside. Look for the alley. Corey Higgins just exploding. Euroleague Sweet 16. Exactly what you need.